Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast. This is episode number 54. I am your host for the evening. This is Greg the Movie Guy. Sitting in front of me is the doctor of, we haven't decided yet, yep. Josh. You gotta stop giving me that doctor title, man. It's just Josh. No, I'm good with that. No, no. We are all the doctors except for Maddie, who's a scream queen, who is also with us, not in studio, but online. On sp- in spirit. In spirit, speakerphone. <laughs> She's gonna haunt us this evening. To my left, we have the doctor of everything else, Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And sitting on my right, we have a guest. This guest's name is Jesse. How's it going, Jesse? It's going all right. Excellent. Excellent. We haven't given you a doctor title yet, but we'll work on that for the next time you come up. And Josh, you're getting a doctor title too. I'll be a nurse. (laughs) He'll be a nurse. Nurse. Nurse Jesse. Nurse is good. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off here. We just watched a trailer. That trailer was called The Silence. Who wants to get down with The Silence? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the silence was uh, based off a novel. It reminded me a lot. Of, it's like a quiet place. Mm-hmm. It's got a little like bird box action in there, also. But the silence actually came out before the novel came out before a quiet place. Mm-hmm. So I think I thought that was kind of interesting. I'll tell you the creature effects I think are way better than what they had in a quiet place. Uh, but beyond that, I couldn't really watch it without feeling like I was watching a quiet place mm-hmm. ripoff. But Stanley Tucci, uh, Patrick kept bringing him up. He's a great actor. It looks like he's got a great cast. Netflix original, and they're cranking out Everything. fantastic original Everything content. Everything they are cranking out. Um, so I think they had like two or three or four new um, originals drop this week alone. Mm-hmm. So um, Well, they have to keep cranking out the good content because now they got to compete with Disney's, what, six ninety nine streaming yep. service? Yeah, now. I'll be getting so that. Netflix just, uh, Netflix just went 100%. up. 100%. Yeah. So, again. Yep. yep. So... Yeah, they're gonna lose all their content to Disney. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. I think Netflix has kind of got its its place in the streaming market, and people will stay with it so long as they continue to make the good stuff. Because obviously, nobody's going to be able to compete with Disney. You're putting their entire library in the streaming service. Are they putting their entire library? That's what in I've there? heard. That is what I have heard. So I that hmm. could change from between now and there to roll it out slower than having it all at once anyway. So people want to keep paying. Exactly. Cause they'll just yeah. binge all the Disney's and then they'll stop. But I think with HBO with uh, game of Thrones ending, a lot of people are going to cut their HBO off and get Disney and keep Netflix. Possibly. That's a good thought. The people who don't already just yeah. buy it when game of Thrones is on mm-hmm. and then stop yeah, paying yeah. And yep. when it's over, which yeah. is what I do. <laughs> And speaking of Netflix, uh, we just watched a trailer called The Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what Sorry. did everybody think of The Silence? <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Oh, wait, I already went. You already went. <laughs> Who's next? Jesse, what would you think? Yeah, I'm not really into it. I thought it looked a lot like The Birds, which was cool. I agree with um, that. It reminded me a lot of The Birds, especially mm-hmm. um, the shot in the trailer, which I thought was the best looking shot of all the birds on the, or the creatures on the wires. That looked pretty rad. It looked like there were some, some cool shots in there, but yeah, it looks... A lot like A Quiet Place, which I really enjoyed. It looks like Bird Box. I mean, obviously, people are going to watch it. That's why, you know, they they made it. But uh, I'm kind of over that sort of, you know, their people are traveling and it seems mm-hmm. like there's like a lot of it's a lot of quietness and they're, you know, they're like running from something that they can't really get away from no matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know how it's going to go. 
the market's pretty saturated with those right now. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to watch it, although I do like Stanley Tucci a lot. And I, I think a lot of that is due to the hype of – or not the hype, excuse me, the success of what A Quiet Place was. You know, Definitely. It came out and it completely blew this whole new – senses sense horror yeah wide open mm-hmm. and you know we got that with the bird box we were getting with the silence and i'm sure there's going to be some other stuff come out too but you know i'm all for it you know i mean this one looks absolutely fantastic kind of like you said it looks the cgi looks a lot better yeah, than what a yeah. quiet place does I so. and i think a lot of that is due to what a quiet place did you know you take what didn't work in that and there were some of the creature graphics were a little rough and you level up on that part. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think it's going to be a, an interesting watch. And, you know, like you said, Netflix is, uh, they're doing some good stuff right now. So yeah, yeah. I already pay for Netflix. So it's there. It's ready for me to watch. Yeah, so sure. I'm, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> we just have to find the time. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing they did in the quiet place was show those creatures. It was just the worst design right. ever. I'm I having mm. trouble remembering. I thought they looked good, but I guess no, I'll have to rewatch. Fucking awful. The quiet place itself was a really well done yeah. movie. The atmosphere mm-hmm. was great. It really, that tension was captured really well. I don't think Bird Box nor The Silence is going to be able to do it as well, Yeah. Um, regardless of how the creatures look. But Maddie, what did you think? <laughs> Maddie, she's here. <laughs> um, I kind of had you know the same thoughts as everybody else. Honestly, I thought it looked a lot like The Quiet Place, which wasn't my favorite movie, but um, I don't know. I had looked it up because there was an actress in here that I was like, oh, I've seen her in other movies, and she's always bugged me in every other movie she, I've seen. So I was trying to look her up, and this came up the review said it's so bad it's good i thought this hit movie had literally just come out but apparently it's been out for a couple weeks and people uh, it, have april 10th april 10th. April, 10th. April 10th yeah well apparently it's so bad it's good <laughs> but um yeah this isn't one i'd really jump on although i do like the little what are they little pterodactyl things a lot better than i like the quiet place monsters but um and i'm sure there's no stupid bitch having a baby in the middle of the sound apocalypse so that is also a little perk for me but if they're pterodactyls i'm definitely watching this movie at least they're not pissed (laughs) off winged badgers yeah oh my gosh excellent excellent all right well let's keep rolling on the good times here we're getting together here. There's only been a week since our last podcast. We're trying to play catch up and uh, keep our fans interested in us. So uh, what has everybody been uh, watching this last week? Jesse, let's start with you. I promise I'd make this quick. Um, <laughs> I finished after like a year of being halfway through. I, I watched the rest of Stranger Things 2 nice. because the uh, season three trailer looked really good. Yep. yep. I just got burned out because I watched all of one right into two. And then I was okay. just I had to take a break. So I finished it. I just watched Machete and Machete Kills for the first time in years. <laughs> and they're fun. They're bad, but they're really fun. I love Machete. Um, I like yeah. the first one. Machete Kills probably shouldn't have happened. But yes, I, I just got Shudder about a week or so ago. So I've been watching a lot of cult classics and, and things that I've never had a chance to see. Uh, notably, I watched Dario Argento's Tenebrae. I've mm-hmm. been a huge fan of his. I loved Tenebrae. Uh, I watched Deep Red. I finally watched Reanimator, which was amazing. Uh, and then last night I watched uh, From Beyond, which is Lucio Fulci, and uh, that movie was super gory and rad. And then I'm pretty excited for Game of Thrones. I've been waiting 600 Happening days for this. Tonight. So. Tonight. As soon as I leave here, yeah. I'm going to see it. So absolutely, that's pretty much it for me. Maddie, what do you got? I'm also going to watch Game of Thrones after we're done here, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, this last week I watched um, a movie called House from 1986. That mm-hmm. was That was fun. Not something I would have picked, but I was super excited about it when 
my boyfriend brought it up because I thought we were going to watch the Japanese horror movie House, and I have always wanted to see it, uh, but amazing. no, we got whatever the fuck we watch. So that's <laughs> what I've been watching. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Um, you know, I restarted uh, the Friday the 13th series because I started working on a new writing project. So really? just for a little bit of a uh, little bit of inspiration, inspiration, put out some Friday the 13th and going to watch that. And then uh, some Tucker and Dale. And, oh, uh, I love Dale and Tucker. Just a couple other things that uh, I'm going to pull the trigger on just for a little bit of research. Awesome. Patrick. Well, I've been in rehearsals and some other things, so I haven't had a whole lot of time. But I did catch a couple episodes of Season 2, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Looks like it's going in a good direction this season, so enjoyed that so far. And then a couple episodes of Season 3, Santa Clarita Diet. It's so good. I, yeah, I'll, it I'll, really is. I'll coattail on that. I did binge watch that over like two nights, and I was very pleased oh, with the whole thing not the whole thing oh, okay. no just season three just season oh, gotcha. three. so uh absolutely loved where they were the direction they were taking yeah. that in and kind of uh excited to see where they go from there yeah so it's tough to talk about because it's still pretty fresh yeah, i don't want to spoil fun. anything so, so watch that and then friday night i actually went out my uh, my old roommate my uh, my best friend and i adam went out and we went and saw the new hellboy um i was i've been very intrigued in this because i absolutely loved the uh, the first hellboy mm. that came out with ron perlman and all that and i wanted to see what a rated R Hellboy would look like. Oh my God. Rated R. Yeah. Like they, they used and abused that rating, <laughs> but I thought they, uh, they did a really good job with it. The only setbacks I felt it had was it was just, it was too much. There was a lot going on. Did you see it? No, I I'm familiar with the source material. Sure. Um, I heard, I heard a lot about how closer to the source material, this new version is mm-hmm. with, um, the tone blending the comedy a little bit more. I mean the gore and everything like that. It hasn't been getting super great reviews early, but as far as I'm concerned, it's closer to the source material. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard that. And I've heard it's really, really gory. So It's it's fairly graphic, um, which it, it helps it and it kind of hurts it. Like there's some scenes that are just like, holy God, that was unnecessary. But some of the other ones, like there's a uh, there's a creature in there. The Baba Yaga character is fucking terrifying. Like this is straight out of like a, a Guillermo del Toro pan's labyrinth type character cool. and it's just i i really enjoyed it i really thought it was tuesday are you so i'll okay. have thoughts for you by then absolutely i want to hear those definitely so uh was very very entertained by that very pleased with it look for my uh my review will drop probably tomorrow sometime on greatthemovieguy.com so that is what i have been watching and we're gonna rock it on to our next thing hey patrick Hey Greg, what? Guess what our next uh, I'm our next subject is. To you, Jesse. This what is, is the next session? Oh. It's the news. It, it gets shorter every week. Eventually, it's going to go away. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. I wouldn't go. Away. <laughs> I wouldn't assume that if I were you. No, yeah, I was wondering what that was all about. Yep, that's that that. I don't know how far back that goes. Uh, far enough. Maddie just got hit by a train. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know what to do. <laughs> We're good. I'm really sorry. We're I, good. We're good. <laughs> you know, it, it can't be any worse than Greg dumping ice into cups and <laughs> stuff like that when he's on. So. Fact. All right. Who has brought some news for us tonight? Um, don't everybody jump at once? I, mean, I can go first. Yeah. I mean, I'll just get mine out of the way real quick. I have not been super behind or super excited about American history, uh, American Horror Story. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great yeah, movie. Uh, Ameri- yeah, uh, American <laughs> Horror Story in mm-hmm. quite a while. I just have not been able to get into that show. I, I Hotel, I dug. But shut the fuck up, Jesse. Don't squint <laughs> at me, dude. I will call it out. I did dig Hotel. 
So the uh, new season of American uh, Horror Story uh, got, um, thank you, uh, got announced. It's uh, 1984, and I am super kind of excited about uh, what they're kind of thinking about doing. Um, They did drop a little bit of a teaser the other day. It's literally going back to camp in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really excited about uh, this idea. The teaser is like, it looks like a guy, it looks like Jason Voorhees. It looks like a guy in a hockey mask chasing a girl through the woods and she goes into a cabin and locks herself in. And then uh, like the end of it is just like a machete comes through the door. You hear a scream. That's a cut. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all they show you. But just that little bit that they show you got me kind of really excited about a new season for American Horror Story. So it will be the first season without Evan Peters. What? Uh, oh, he's really not in it? He's not coming back for it. Interesting. Um, wow. So he okay. could be a publicity stunt if he's the guy behind the mask. This dude was fucking humongous, oh. and he <laughs> is not. Fuck that idea. Um, <laughs> Would have been cool, uh, though. But – yeah, uh, will be the first season supposedly without him. I, I have been excited about every new season of American Horror Story since probably Freak Show, and every season <clears throat> since then, minus Cult, has let me down. And so I'm I'm taking this with a grain of salt. Jesse's just like cringing on so everybody. <laughs> I'm I'm ex- I'm in, in, interested to hear this. I, I'm taking it with a grain of salt because I was excited too. I, yeah. I love the the concepts that they release. I love the trailers and the teasers that they release, but. Kind of what happened with Freak Show was they they held it and then they just kind of pissed it away. Yeah, and you know they did a little bit in Cult, but I felt that they held it a little bit more than they did with Freak Show. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the what was the last one that came? Oh, uh, shit, Apocalypse. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Apocalypse fell right back into their old Can't habits. It. Yeah, it's it like two episodes. Two episodes in, and I was just like, I really don't even care about these yeah. characters anymore. Felt so much I'm, like I'm really surprised Ryan Murphy is doing the 80s just because it's the thing. They were doing it with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Instead of the 50s, they went back to the 80s for it. It's just the 80s is kind of a thing right now uh, with with stuff. And so I'm surprised he did announce 1984 mm-hmm. um, just because it's, it's a little bit of a coattail. But it, I'll be curious to see what he does with I, it. I agree. I will, I will definitely watch it. I'll give it a couple episodes and see what they do because slasher movies are one of my favorite subgenres of horror. I, I just and, feel like giving a, a show two episodes is like giving a movie 45 minutes. It's just – would you give it a minute? So, what? Nothing. What um, so, no, is, I, I generally, on. I generally agree with um, that. Just saying, uh, it's a lot easier to do this when Maddie's not here, so she can't punch you in the I face. I know, <laughs> but she will be back. We run less risk of physical danger yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, that's my news. That's your news. All right, Jesse, what do you got? The Star Wars Episode Nine trailer dropped. I believe yes, it was it Friday, did. and um, I really think the name is fucking stupid. Unless there's something that they know <laughs> with, that we don't, which is probably the case. Mm-hmm. But I was really, I liked the trailer. I liked that they did not give us much because then you know people aren't going to devour it for the next nine months, right? And then ruin my excitement for it. They really didn't give people enough stuff to be pissed off about, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it left it really open-ended. There was a sort of a, a laugh at the end, and people think that could be Palpatine and, mm-hmm. and uh, Rise of the Skywalker. You know, could that be Anakin, or who are they referring to? Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's pretty... The name, not, you know, I'm not really sure what's it's going on with that. Not but the best name. The trailer looked really cool. I liked the way they built the beginning of the, the trailer with Rey. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So. Yeah, the person laughing at the end, that's just Robert Iger. He's just rolling in the money on this thing. And he's just he's just laughing because he knows people are going to pay for it. Yeah, I have uh, I have no idea what's in store. But I've 
I am one of the people that really loved episode eight. I personally dug it a lot. So I, I'm really stoked for it. Awesome. I'm, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I, I dug the title of Star Wars nine. I thought it was kind of cool. The rise. But of that's again, that's coming from somebody who's not a Star Wars watcher mm-hmm. at all. I fell asleep episode seven in the theater. So not my thing. Cool. Maddie, you got anything? Um, I do, actually. Um, Robert England is going to be hosting a show on the Travel Channel called uh, Shadows of History. It's going to be a six-episode series, and he's kind of going to be, you know, just going through almost like an Unsolved Mysteries thing and talking about uh, stuff ripped from the headlines. So I'm really excited about this. This sounds really fun. All right. That's it. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. We've gotten everybody. Patrick, what do you got? Yes, Anything? from Bloody Disgusting. It appears that the long-anticipated sequel to Beetlejuice has been shelved, and Tim Burton himself doubts that it will ever actually happen. A Warner Brothers studio spokesperson said that the project is no longer in active development, and when Burton himself was asked what's going on with the sequel, he replied, nothing. I don't know. I doubt it will happen. Sounds pissed. I don't know if he's pissed. Or, I mean, Tim Burton, I don't... He doesn't seem like the kind of person that really revisits his old, old, old yeah. stuff. It would be weird if he did yeah. that. Like he's done, he's definitely done sequels. He did Batman Returns, and yeah, but he did right, Batman right but, before it. So, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. He was thirty years ago. It's, it was an been, immediate sequel. Yeah, it's been yeah. too far removed that you got to ask: Is Michael Keaton even interested in coming yeah. back and doing something like that? Right, I it, wouldn't be if I were him. Yeah, he's making fucking movies. So yeah. why come back? Yeah, I mean, so. it'd be. I, in the defense, it'd be really kind of fun to see them revisit that character and see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's not anything that Tim Burton, like you said, or Michael Keaton has to chase. Right, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, he's he's got plenty plenty he's able to do, and he's proved that he can still yeah. still kick some ass. So speaking of revisiting, my news here, Rob Zombie is expecting an early fall of 2019 release for his Three from Hell. Yeah. That should yes. be interesting. Very interesting. I'm super excited for that. I figured you would be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super stoked. I am too. So. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That was our segment of. That was the news. Radio silence. Radio silence. All right. This is our topic for the evening. We are going to finish off episode three. Point, I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling right now. We're going to finish off our March Madness bracket here. We are going to uh, knock out the final four or give us a final four, a championship game, and then finally a champion, 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 champion. So let's kind of kick off here. Maddie, I want to start in your region because I'm okay. very excited to uh, to see this. Do you have your uh, your sheet? I do have my sheet, yes. Excellent, excellent. All right, so for those that don't remember, we started three episodes ago with the top 32 best horror movies of all time. We threw them into a tourney bracket, and we have been hashing and slashing and knocking them down to where we are at now, which is the Elite Eight, if you will, Maddie's bracket. We have Carrie versus The Exorcist. Start with Maddie, man. It's her bracket. It is her bracket. Maddie, what do you got? To me, there's no contest here. The Exorcist wins every time. <laughs> I like Carrie a lot, but um, to me, there's not. I don't know. To me, Carrie isn't a scary movie. That it's rhymes. just kind of an interesting thriller, and I don't know. The Exorcist is just an icon, and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. So, The Exorcist wins. All right. Uh, Reagan destroys Carrie every single time, so I'm going with The Exorcist. Patrick. Pazuzu destroys Carrie. Every single time. Look, details, all right? 
God yeah. damn it. Exorcist. All right. Uh, well, Jesse gets a vote. No. Oh, well, yeah. he, okay. gets, he gets his opinion. Yeah. I think the consensus was that. I don't want everyone to hate me like, based off of this. <laughs> hate me for other reasons. I'll cringe at your fucking American Horror Story taste. Hate me for that, but I don't want this to be a factor. So I will have an opinion, and obviously The Exorcist. Carrie is not that good. So, But it's better than Poltergeist. Yes, it is. Fuck you. 100%. Poltergeist and, should have lost in but, the first but round. But it is better, and it's also better than The Shining. So no, let's continue. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, everybody's entitled to your opinions. You're all wrong, but go fuck yourself. <clears throat> I, I'm going to give my love to Carrie. That's just one of my favorite movies. I was supposed to have watched The Exorcist for tonight, and I apologize. I was not able to watch that. I'm still going to watch it because I just need to get that monkey off my back. Yeah. So uh, for the sake that I still haven't seen The Exorcist, I mean, I'm moving forward with Carrie. Obviously, Exorcist is going to move on to the uh, the next round. All right, let's jump down into the Greg bracket where we have Night of the Living Dead versus The Blair Witch Project. Greg, your bracket, man. I know. For the the sake of complete interest, I am actually going to move forward with The Blair Witch Project. Cool. Just because I felt like there was a little bit more excitement, there was a little bit more intrigue to it than Night of the Living Dead. I understand that Night of the Living Dead is iconic, and I'm getting mm-hmm. eye rolls. and No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just waiting Sorry, for Jesse I, to I jump can't. across the table and fucking murder somebody because <laughs> he's going to. I can't. I just won't talk on this one. So just my my own personal opinion, Blair Witch Project. No, Jesse, you will talk, man. Welcome to the podcast, dude. Yeah. You will chat, dude. So oh, here's man. the thing. Romero made Night of the Living Dead, threw it in his trunk, and took it across the country, and that was his marketing. Blair Witch Project had genius marketing when that came out. So you go down to like – when I go down to movies – on this one, it's like I'm basing it off of like the marketing and not actually the the actual movie. Night of the Living Dead's like super icon. But I fucking love a Blair Witch Project, and uh, I was waiting for Jesse. Jesse, are you right handed? <laughs> yes, I am. Fuck, it's gonna hurt. Um, right handed to no, backhanded. I would never. I would <laughs> never. Um, you know what? For uh, for fuck's sake, I'm gonna go with uh, the Blair Witch Project. All right, Maddie. Since I'm like 30 minutes away and in uh, no danger of getting punched, I'm also going to say the Blair Witch Project. Oh my fucking God. What is (laughs) happening right now? Patrick? Jesse, I got your back. Actually, I don't. You're on an island. I'm going to Blair Witch Project as well. Night of the Living Dead, once again, it's an icon film. But to me, it is it's slow moving. It's I love Night of the Living Dead. It's social commentary. And me too. I love the movie. But when it comes to pure entertainment factor alone, I've got to move Blair Witch on over Night of the Living Dead. But please, Jesse, let us have it. You're <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's opinion based. You guys can all be wrong. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but the it thing is, is like, you can be wrong. All due respect to Blair Witch, it it changed the game. The found footage thing has stayed for the last twenty years because of that movie. But there have been several that have done it better and sustained it. Um, I'm not saying that Paranormal Activity is a great franchise, but the first one and the third one. You I are think, not going to say better. Paranormal no, Activity is Paranormal, better than no, the Blair Witch no, Project. No. Now it's we're more entertaining. Fight. No, no, it is not. It's certainly more entertaining. No. Up until the last five minutes of that movie, I snored. That movie is boring as fuck. That's, no, that's how I feel about Blair movie. Witch. I feel similarly, and I don't like the Paranormal movies. Three is the best for me, but I agree with I that. I think too. there are, regardless of how you feel about Paranormal, there have been movies that have been influenced by Blair Witch that have done it better that have been more entertaining night of the living dead 100 
it's iconic. They're both iconic. Night of Living Dead is more entertaining. And if you if you look at the scope of that movie, when was it? 1968 it came out? 1967, like 68, yeah. Another, yeah if, yep. you, if you look at the scope of that from the time that it came out, I mean, it's it holds up today. Blair Witch is having trouble holding up after 20 years. So Night of Living Dead. I don't know mm. about that. People yeah. talk about Night of the Living no. Dead in horror circles regularly. I don't. I don't know a lot of people that are super stoked about. I mean, Blair they Witch both. Still. They both started the subgenre, yeah. uh, zombies, which have both done uh, well. Uh, found, found footage. footage. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's they have they're very similar. As different as they are, they're very similar movies. They're, they have a ton of similarities mm-hmm. as far as those movies and how they got made and what they've done for the horror genre. But yeah, no, they're so. titans, no cool. doubt about it. So really it comes down to were you entertained or what your level of entertainment was by it. So Yeah, yeah I think – yeah. All right. We're going to jump over to the Josh bracket. This is one I've been excited to discuss. I'm not excited. That I is, fucking I, hate my bracket with a bloody passion. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> but I like that Maddie's laughing about it. So that entertains me. We have Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Josh, kick us off. Um, Yeah. So I'm just – because – for the mere fact that I don't care, um, I'm going to go with Friday the 13th. Okay. Maddie? Oh, this one's really hard because I do love both of these movies, but Friday the 13th wins alone just because Jason X exists. Oh. And that's why I'm voting for it. Really? All right. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Nope. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good movie. I just want to throw that out there. I'm just saying it exists and it makes me happy. It is Jason, Jason in space. So that, is, I mean, that is true. That is very true. All right, Patrick? This is a tough one for me because they, they both affected me different ways. Nightmare actually was one of the first movies in a while that scared the hell out of me because it invaded a new part. It wasn't just a slasher. It was something that invaded your mind. Nobody had done it before. Whereas Friday the 13th was a straight-up slasher. However, for how I feel about both of these movies, I've got to go with... Friday the 13th. I'm with you, Greg. That's I assume cool, that man. just because I'm losing Nightmare on Elm Street for the mere fact that they can they came out with the you can haunt your dreams and you can yeah. be killed in your dreams. So yeah. that's that's my poll, but Friday the 13th moves on. See, but in the end, in the end because of all the crappy movies that they did with Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy ends up just being a stand-up comic for half of yeah, it. Yeah. Right. That very much. That kind of ruined the franchise for me whereas friday the 13th and jason kind of are you forgetting about jason goes to hell and jason in manhattan because those movies are worse than any of the nightmare on elm streets <laughs> i i've got to say i didn't see those so i'm basing it on the okay. ones i have seen. and jason x has the coolest kill from the whole series in my opinion but that movie is a piece of big shit but so. jason, the jason character was far more consistent through his movies as where freddy changed mm-hmm. by I, by like dream warriors or whatever it was he fucking like patrick said he was, it was all one-liners and and dream com- master comical bullshit no, dream okay. master no. um and jason was a across the board consistent Character. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, and, and, you know, even with Freddy versus Jason, that movie, that was, I mean, it was good I up to a point. But it would, but it, because it was comical. Yeah. Because it's it, a guilty pleasure of mine. Exactly. I really yeah. love that and movie. And I think it's a guilty pleasure of a lot of people. Some people are afraid to admit they like that movie. Maddie. That movie's no, so She I'm not loves afraid. it. <laughs> she loves that movie. I was just calling it out. Just calling it out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jason moves on. Friday the 13th. All right. We're going to jump down to the Patrick bracket, the last one before we get our final four. We have Halloween 
versus Get Out. Get Out wins. You know, uh, Jordan Ooh. Jordan Peele, uh, I, I love what he's doing. I love where he's going. I think he's going to be an awesome force in the horror genre. I've got to go with Halloween just because I'm old. Yeah, I mean, look, again, you got two filmmakers that built icons on their first horror film mm-hmm. uh, with what John Carpenter did, Indy, what Jordan Peele did, Indy, and uh, fuck. I said uh, the last couple of times that I will always go with John Carpenter, so I'm going with Halloween. Maddie? Do we need to ask me Halloween? I'm going to give Halloween the sweep, even though I do love what uh, Jordan Peele is doing. But Halloween is just an absolutely incredible movie. I loved Halloween. I like Halloween a lot, too. I just said to get out. <laughs> I thought we were all in cahoots, yeah, according to, I, yeah, according to I Josh. I was going to do that cahoots thing, um, but I realized that Maddie is eventually going to come back, and so I just want to live. In my defense, the idea was that we'd all pick Get Out to piss Maddie off, so I, I said I'd do it, and um, I actually really, really, really love Get Out, but um, yeah, I do too. Simply, too. simply based I do on too. Um, its influence on horror, I would, I would go with Halloween, mm-hmm. but I, I do really like Get Out as well. Agreed, agreed. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. I think cool. it, it comes down to a, a horror legend in John Carpenter versus the next horror up and comer. So it's kind of like the the teacher is still teaching the student. So, all right, we have our final four. We've got Friday the 13th, The Exorcist, Blair Witch Project, and Halloween. We are going to pin these up against each other. We're going to start with Blair Witch Project versus The Exorcist. This uh, is a no-brainer <laughs> yeah. for me. Exorcist gets my vote. Okay. Um, it is a brainer for me, and I do have to think about it because I do love both those movies. The Exorcist. <laughs> I'm going to fucking scoot over. The Exorcist, in reality, it's slow and boring. It's really slow. So you can't even fucking nod at me, Jesse. It's a slow movie. And The Blair Witch Project kind of goes, but as far as movies holding up goes, I'll go with The Exorcist. Are you conceding or are you just saying that to appease the crowd? No, I at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day, if I had to sit there on a fucking desert island and watch one of these over and over again, I would probably go with The Exorcist, only if it comes with the special features. Okay. I'll go with The Exorcist. Maddie. Oh, I love The Exorcist. That one's for me. All right, I'm going to give The Exorcist the clean sweep. Jesse, what were your thoughts? If by it goes, you mean it's a bunch of 20-year-olds running around panting? For 45 minutes, then yeah, it goes. It does um, go. But really, The Exorcist wins 100%. Blair Witch in the final four is already really <laughs> aggravating. You have to get through the first fucking hour of The Exorcist before anything really kind of happens. The Blair Witch. Oh, uh, let's let's talk about your pick later, and we'll talk about movies that take a fucking hour to get to the point. Uh, <laughs> I watched an hour and twelve minutes of Begotten, Maddie. All right, and I'll always hold that over your head. So don't. All right, an hour and twelve minutes, and I fucking finished it. And that movie didn't have a word of dialogue in it. <laughs> God damn it. Maybe we should start doing Maddie, this like all call in. That way we could just start. Oh, we just start <laughs> ripping on. You know, Maddie, last week you said that, that the reason to pick this was, was to piss us off. I think you yeah. succeeded. I did. I know. I'm, if there's one thing I'm really good at, it's annoying people. And I'm very proud of that talent. Oh, this is so much better than I anticipated it would be. I didn't take my heart medicine before I came here, and now I wish I did. I'd die on the table. Don't Please don't die. All right. Jumping over to the other bracket, we have two slashers, Friday the 13th versus Halloween. I swear to God. 
Well, maybe Jesse should start. Let the Jesse right. start. Yeah. Then yeah. we can all rip on him. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? Halloween. <laughs> Since Jesse uh, swears to God, let Jesse start. He chose Halloween. 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 Okay. Fucking Friday the 13th. Oh, my I, gosh. I'm going Halloween. Halloween as well. That's okay. pro- far superior than Friday the 13th, I feel. Agreed. Josh? Fan film uh, Jason versus Michael just uh, was released the other day, and I watched it. And at the end of that movie, Jason tore Michael a brand new asshole and won that fight. <laughs> So, I'll go with Halloween. <laughs> Maddie? Um, I'm going to go with Friday the 13th. I do enjoy that movie more than Halloween, but, I mean, they're still both amazing. But, yeah, just personally, I like Friday a little more. Okay, Patrick? So, my vote can put it into a tie here, can it? But I don't it feel like spending time on can, the com- yeah. I don't spend, feel like spending time on the computer there. So, uh, <laughs> no, really, uh, my choice would be Halloween regardless. All right. We have a championship. The Exorcist versus Halloween. Who wants to kickstart us? You know, Exorcist. Well, Maddie just kickstarted it. So, but Maddie, yeah. but because it's the championship. <laughs> because it's the championship. Why? You know, I've always just loved The Exorcist, and as I said, I've always loved possession movies, especially because that was what I had to do in a haunted house for years and years. So. I just have a little possession love there, but I don't know. There's the exorcist to me kind of goes past the typical, you know, slasher, even though I, I absolutely adore slashers, but it kind of gets into your mind and it's a little more psychological than, you know, their typical slasher. As I said, no offense to slashers, but to me, the exorcist just really kind of set the bar, especially for that time. And it also just has some amazing lines in there. Like, I'm sorry, but your mother sucks cocks in hell is the best thing ever. And Spoiler, I Greg. Traffic. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I chose it. I've said this before on the podcast. The Exorcist is probably one of my favorite movies of all times when it comes to horror movies because I saw it at a far too young age and it has affected me ever since. Mm -hmm. I watch that movie to this day and it still disturbs me, whereas Halloween, not so much. We have people killing each other every single day, everywhere in this world. So that's not, I mean, like, even though this is heightened reality and Halloween and everything else, The Exorcist itself, with what it does, with the religious aspect of it and everything else, this movie still bothers me today exorcist moves on in my mind uh yeah uh for me it'll come down to desert island films again Mm -hmm. and i will always run the route of a slasher fan before i'm a possession movie fan i'm just not my cup of tea so i'm gonna go with john carpenter all the way halloween halloween interesting okay Oh, it comes down to me. I, Kim, are you automatically Halloween? You because you haven't seen Exactly. One I'm really wishing I had watched it. I, I kind of anticipated that this was going to happen. Boy, did you fuck Fart up. stick. Yeah, no kidding. On the, the side that Halloween is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, It's I mean, I, I watch it every year regardless of whether we're doing a 31-day a horror challenge or not. I watch it on Halloween because it is – that's what it is. It's one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of the better slasher movies, I feel. I, I love the suspense that comes with it. I love the uh, the cat and mouse game that Michael Myers plays with Laurie Strode. And I just, I feel like it's, it, obviously it's an iconic movie. Otherwise it wouldn't have made it into the finals of this. That being said, I think there's something to be said that The Exorcist has not been viewed by me because it has a very real terrifying factor to me for it, for it to me. I'm 
not sure what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> so, we got it. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm I'm a little torn on my pick here because a I, because I haven't seen The Exorcist, but knowing that I'm not watching it because it truly scares me is I think something to take into account. I am going to go with Halloween purely because obviously I haven't seen The Exorcist, but I also want to see what the uh, the percentage ratings are. Right. So before I you bring, know, I'm, go ahead, Maddie. I'm already on the computer, so I can go ahead and look it up, Patrick. If you're not, oh, I've already I've already got the numbers. Okay. <laughs> he knew this was where I was going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, he, and you, you you stalled long enough. For yeah, me he to get tracked. Well, backtracked yeah, and retracked. So he's. <laughs> yeah. So before I read those numbers, Jesse, what do you think? It's Halloween. It really is. I love okay. Halloween. I'd rather watch Halloween. The beginning scene is is super iconic to this day. There's some parts I think it kind of meanders a little too long. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's not religious or spiritual in any way, um, The Exorcist doesn't have that element for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the movie Scream. It's my favorite. It's my second favorite film of all time. It's my favorite horror film. And it's chocked full of references from Halloween. Mm-hmm. That was a huge influence on the writer of Scream. So just factor that in as well. It's got to be Halloween for me. Okay. Okay, like most of our movies, last time that we did the tie check on this thing, once again, very close. IMDb rating for Exorcist was 8.0 for Halloween, 7.8. So only 0.2 difference there in favor of Exorcist. However, when we jump over to Rotten Tomatoes, audience score Halloween scores better 89 to 87, as well as critic score 95 to 85. So Halloween does move on. Only an 85 critic score for The Exorcist? Only 85 wow. that critic score. That does surprise me. That seems really low. Because uh, that that movie we watched for tonight had a higher rating than than The Exorcist, I think. Oh, this is going to be a fun check. feature tonight. I can already fucking <laughs> no, 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 no. taste it, the it shit tied. in the air. It had, it had the same rating as The Exorcist. Wow. So. Um, oh. I'm just curious really quick, too, if we have an, just one more second yeah. uh, to put into this. If you guys had to pick a movie outside of your bracket, not based off of anybody else's opinion, just a movie off this list that you would have put in the winner's circle, because not everybody clearly would have put Halloween in. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious what everybody would have put in the winner's circle just based off their own opinion what's on this list. Can anybody do it in seconds or no? Scream. Oh, not on this list? No, no, on the list, but like outside of your bracket, any movie off this list, what you would have put in Yeah, definitely Exorcist. You would have put The Exorcist? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Maddie, what would you have put? Uh, yeah, I would have put The Exorcist in there. I actually kind of assumed it was going to be between Exorcist and Halloween, because if it would have been like between like The Exorcist and Get Out, I would have quit the podcast. <laughs> Thank so God we, we chose that. correctly. Cool. <laughs> I would have gone with uh, Amityville Horror. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just curious. For me, it's it's – it's kind of a, a stretch out there because obviously I'm going to be voting against a whole bunch of different icons and I'm probably going to get chastised for this, but I would throw last shift in there. I got you. I absolutely mm-hmm. love the movie last yeah. shift. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's one of the more terrifying movies that I've seen in recent years. And that's, I guess that's just me. So yeah, I, I felt last shift probably should have moved past night of the living dead. I mean, that yeah. was, that would, that was my personal opinion, but it came down to tiebreaker on that tiebreaker. One. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So we have a winner. That is Halloween. All right. I thank you guys for letting me throw this thing together. This was a lot of fun. I, I cool. really just wanted to get a lot of dialogue and just kind of headbutting almost, which is definitely what I got. So we'll definitely want to hear what uh, what our listeners think. I almost said our viewers. Our viewers, we are on camera. What our consumers think. Obviously, these lists are all subjective. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. And there is not really 
a definitive, this is the number one of all time, because I went through 10 top 10 or top 100 lists and they were all significantly different, which completely blew my mind. So uh, jump onto our Facebook group and comment what your opinions are, what you feel should have won, or if Halloween definitely should have won, what, why, you know, definitely want to hear the why. So this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed going through this and kind of hashing these out. So Greg, I do want to hear if your opinion changes after you watch The Exorcist, though. Like, not that I think it will, because I do know that Halloween is a favorite for you, but mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, if it would be any closer if you after you watch The Exorcist. Absolutely. I will definitely come back with that information. All right. Let's kickstart over to our feature. We watched a movie tonight. This was Josh's pick. Yeah. And it was called Good Night, Mommy. Yeah. And actually, it was really interesting because I had uh, – I had – uh, Velvet Buzzsaw in this spot and took it out because my interest for that kind of fell mm-hmm. off um, all of a sudden. Just I was was not uh, really feeling it. And so I actually went between uh, Goodnight Mommy and uh, a movie called Mama to put in this spot. And I could not find Mama anywhere. Hmm. So uh, Goodnight Mommy uh, kind of took the uh, took the spot, which I'm really I'm happy it did. So all right. So as Josh works out his mommy issues, Patrick, do you have the deeds? Yeah. I do have the deeds. <laughs> Good night, mommy. 2014, free on Tubi TV, running an hour 39. It is an Austrian film with English subtitles. Twin boys Elias and Lucas move to a new home with their mother after she has face-changing cosmetic surgery, but under her bandages is someone the children don't recognize. IMDb rating 6.7, Metacritic score 81. Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 85%, and Rotten Tomato audience score, 65%. Cool. All right. I really want to hear why... Uh, Manny why... has to start because Manny has to go. So we oh. need to start with Manny. Okay. Sorry. Nope, that's fine. I was actually... I wanted your opinion on why you chose this movie. And, oh, yeah. I want to hear that, too. <laughs> well, no. It's, so, yeah. So, Good Night Molly's been on my radar for a little while. Actually around the time it came out has been mm-hmm. on my radar for a long time. It was hard to find. Wasn't it on Netflix for a while though? I don't. It was on Amazon prime. Amazon prime. Cause I was, I, was, okay. I had it marked and then I went to get Cause it. Cause I think that was, was one that I, I had marked as well yeah. that I wanted to see. So it. for me, good night, mommy. It was really hard to find, I guess there for a while. Um, I come across it and then I wouldn't watch it and then I wouldn't find it again, but it, it always was just an interesting premise to me. Um, it sounded interesting. I knew nothing about it. I'm not even really a foreign film fan, and yet I have three foreign films on our list for upcoming uh, films to watch. So I've always had problems watching the movie and reading subtitles. I've had that conversation on this podcast before, so I need to go into it. But Good Night, Mommy just looked really fucking interesting to me. Um, Dug the premise, and it got a lot of really good press when it came out. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what... uh, I wanted to watch something different. Okay. Um, That was... Not super high up on like an awesome list, but not just qu- not quite begotten. So just something <laughs> above that. So, Shots um, fired. Bar, Shots uh, have been fired. So good night, mommy. <laughs> made that list for me. All right, Maddie. Wow. Hit it and quit it. You know, this movie also when it had first come out was on my radar, but then I I feel like I got a lot of you know hype, and then I just feel like I just never heard about it again. And, and then you're right, it wasn't streaming anywhere for a while that, that it popped up where I would watch it. So I just really forgot about it. And if you recall, I actually was really excited about this movie. Um, I do love German and Austrian horror films. They normally are pretty interesting. That being said, this movie was so goddamn boring. 
Like, it's an hour and 40 minutes, so it's a sit. I didn't watch the whole thing. Woohoo! Oh, laps. I, I watched the entire thing. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing happened in this movie to me. It was beautifully shot, and I think that's why it kept my interest. It wasn't like, you know, like a $2 garbage film. But nothing really happened until the last 20 minutes of the movie. And then, as I said on our chat, I had accidentally read a spoiler for this movie before I watched it. And But although even knowing that and watching it, I feel like I would have still picked that up pretty quickly in the movie. But what the fuck was that? Sorry. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, just to me, this movie was so dull. And it just, the I read that there was this, and I did read a couple reviews that were like this as well, where they just said, yeah, this is a long sit for a little bit of, for like a gory end. And the ending wasn't that gory. Like, I'm sorry, someone getting lit on fire. Spoilers. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's 2014. So we can okay. spoil it all we want. Oh, yeah, whatever. So that, to me, I was just like, uh, what gory end was that? I don't know. But this also, this movie was also just another reason not to have children, because apparently all they do is just torture you. And that's all I need. But yeah, no, t- I, this movie really was a huge letdown for me. You know, beautifully acted, beautifully shot. But holy fuck, that was sick. I think the I think the the gore they're talking about the Maddie was that last twenty or so minutes twenty five minutes that was when the switch happened and the two boys all of a sudden be kind of became almost the villain of the mm-hmm. movie and the mom definitely, they, they definitely are and, the and, yeah, almost and the mom was tied up and they're doing all the shit to her well the super glue on the mouth yeah and all and that the, other I crap. think yeah, that I mean, was all the kind of the rad. gore they're well kind that's of what like about. I. I assumed it was, but just, I, yeah, I, that, that wasn't gory. Like there was just like a little bit of blood. Like, I don't know the the reviews I had read previously to watching this, like acted like it was like this, like slaughter fest at the end. And I was like, yeah, cut in your lip. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I don't know. Just this movie was a huge letdown for me, which I'm bummed about because I did genuinely, want to watch it at some point and yeah and oh fuck an hour and 40 minutes come on no can't do that (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah you know you would you would you were concerned about spoilers on this and you know even if this movie came out this past year i don't think it's a big spoiler because i mean you guys know how i take notes on these movies it's like every minute and a half i write down a note about Mm -hmm. the movie and stuff Mm -hmm. like that my third bullet in was i have a feeling early on about lucas yeah and so i had it i had that nailed within the first 10 minutes of the movie so that reveal at the end was no surprise to me in any way shape or form yeah so yeah don't worry about spoiling anything on on this movie it was a little uncomfortable for me uh, once they started doing things to their mother, but not to the point that I ever felt that they had gone too far. Well, no, obviously they had gone too far, <laughs> Yeah, that's... but I meant the movie had gone too far to upset or bother me. I never yeah. felt so uncomfortable that it, <clears throat> so for me, it was kind of a middle of the road movie for cool. it. I mean, once again, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought they did a good job of building tension and doing enough weird stuff to keep my attention mm-hmm. all the way through 
you know, what was a dream, what wasn't, like when the mother was walking through the forest and then all of a sudden she's doing that weird head shake mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. then, yeah. but that was a nightmare. You know, I thought, oh, okay, something cool is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Oh, great. You know. Yeah. So it just wasn't that <laughs> effective for me. Good cinematography. I thought the kids were great in being, you know, the way they communicated with each other and everything else. I thought that was that was really good. I thought the mother did a really good job with her characterization. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay, quick question. Actually, two. The first one is, were those boys supposed to be, like, identical twins? Because I couldn't tell them apart at all. They are yes, identical they are. twins. Oh, okay. I'm really bad at telling people apart anyway. And, like, anybody under the age of, like, 13 all looks exactly the same to me. <laughs> so I was just, like, and I was, like, am I dumb? Are these kids supposed to be, like, identical twins? Or are they supposed to be, like, fraternal twins? No, they were identical. And, in fact, okay. their, their real names are Elias and Lucas. And Lucas, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, Probably because they're <laughs> kids, so they made it easier for them. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. Which it worked. Okay. Someone else. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Jesse. I mean, oh, oh. go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have something? I no, go ahead, man. Um, piggybacking off a comment that I believe Maddie made a few minutes ago that it wasn't, she was kind of let down by it. The reviews made it out to be gorier and stuff like that. I think that Goodnight Mommy is a horror movie for people that, that are not horror fans. It's not meant, it, you know, the people who are writing those reviews, I don't think are as probably as familiar with, with horror. It seems like the non-horror fans horror film. Um, and I, yeah. I, I do point you to the fact that it was Austria's um, Oscar nominee choice. So I think it's in general, especially in Europe where, where gore is, I mean, not counting, you know, there was the big 80s when they did a lot of that. But it's modern, there's not a lot of gore in Europe. That's not a, a big thing for them. So I think they view it over there more as an art film. And mm-hmm. you can kind of get that vibe when you watch it. So I could see why the the, the reviews would be a little misleading because it definitely is more of a a non-horror fans horror film. So yeah, that's my, my thought, I guess, just on that specific thing. But yeah, I, I really like Goodnight Mommy. Interestingly, I bought it on DVD at Game Room here in Lincoln, like right after it came out. It was like seven bucks. This was like 2015. I watched it like the day I bought it and uh, I really liked it. And so when when Josh told me, you know, that I'd be here for this, I rewatched it uh, last Sunday. And the first time I watched it, I must have missed something in the end because I never got the ending the reveal. So when I watched uh-huh. it this the second time, I got the reveal and I was like, oh my, like, I guess, I mean, I could see why it would be obvious, but I didn't catch it at all. I was really, because the first time I, I really focused on the mom and I thought it was mm-hmm. about the mom. I thought it was like the mom is, is you know, they're torturing her for a reason. And um, maybe I just didn't watch the ending. I don't really remember. But when I watched it this time, I was really looking at it, focusing on the stuff with the mom. And, and so when the reveal came, like I wasn't surprised cause I looked back and I was like, Oh, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the ending landed a lot stronger cause I, I did not see it coming, but my general notes were, um, I thought it was very good. It had a really good sense of atmosphere. I thought it did. Um, it forfeited a lot of pacing issues, um, just so that it can build. Um, and this is in hindsight so that it can build on its hints towards the, the reveal. They spent a lot of time at the beginning and uh, especially all of the sequences with the brothers that had nothing to do with the mom. A lot of those could have been cut, mm-hmm. um, but they included those so that the end makes you know a bigger punch. Um, so if that didn't really come across for a lot of people, I thought mm-hmm. that maybe some wasted time because it, it did have wonky pacing. Mm-hmm. And they definitely could have cut some of those sequences of the brothers just chilling around the house. You know, um, yeah, I wrote great child acting. I mean, those kids fucking killed it. Like they were great. The limited use of like gory um, effects and things like that, I thought really 
required heavy lifting by the story and the acting. Personally, for me, I thought it worked in its favor um, because that caused me, the viewer, to really sit in that like tense building. You know, you realize nothing's happening Mm -hmm. and it's kind of uncomfortable. And you're like, why? Like, I don't know. For me, it really really worked because I was just sitting there like something has got to happen. Like, it's just moody and like it just it's just it keeps on being moody. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? Like, I was almost just anxious because nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. So I thought for me that worked. I wrote that it reminds me a lot of The Sixth Sense tonally and pacing wise, where it's really story focused. It's got this really strong sense of atmosphere, um, the great child acting, but really there isn't a ton of of crazy stuff. Like in The Sixth Sense, the thing with the mom, um, when she scares the son, like that's right in the middle of the movie and it really gets you. But The Sixth Sense does a really good job of also, there's not a lot of like big main sequences, but yet it manages to be creepy and moody throughout. So I thought they were similar. Obviously, The Sixth Sense is much better, though. Yeah, I thought that um, at the ending, I guess this is just a theory that Elias maybe also dies in the fire, Mm -hmm. and that's his imagining of them being together again. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way I felt about it. Yeah, That's that's the only way they can get back together. Yeah, because the mom... I mean, the mom would see it that way too, but they don't show him leave the house. So I thought maybe he, because the whole idea I think is that he's obviously harboring a lot of guilt for the accident. And so that's why he's being psychotic. So maybe he also died. Mm -hmm. And then I also was reading that the film, they filmed it chronologically and that they didn't give the actors the script. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, I wish they gave more information about that because it's the dialogue that's used doesn't really do a ton. It's all stuff you see it's mm-hmm. you know so that it would make sense they didn't really have like a the script seemed to be an afterthought so i just thought that that was kind of interesting cool greg you want to go or you want to go no if you got something to say oh, go ahead. no that's cool um so i and the I, things have pretty much been covered um i do agree with maddie and jesse both as far as like 10 15 minutes easily probably been could have been cut from this movie lots of stuff that they did do that it was not needed in there uh like you said the sequences with the brother there's some stuff that could have uh, definitely fallen out, and, and it would have been just fine. It's it's like two different movies. The first and second act are completely different than uh, the third act. And uh, I'm a big fan of a good switch. And I thought that Goodnight Mommy had a good switch. I love when movies drive you for an hour and then veer completely off the fucking path mm-hmm. and take you somewhere else. And that's what Goodnight Mommy did for me and why I, I, for the most part, enjoyed the movie. Again, yeah, was it slow in spots? Could things have been cut? Yeah. But for me, it drew me in on the switch. I did not guess the ending. Sure. In fact, um, I the ending for me was a nice little touch, a nice little twist. Um, I didn't guess it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that I think that you can watch over and over again and catch these little spots where it does tell you the ending. If you're paying attention... It tells you, like Patrick said, 10 minutes into the movie, there's little spots that happen that you go, oh, there it is. Yeah. You you just see it. Well, and I'm wondering if that's why this movie was less effective for me is because 10 minutes into the movie, I already <laughs> said to myself, I said, Lucas is not there. Yeah. And I had that frame of mind throughout the rest of the hour and 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I felt um, really silly when I found, I, like I went back and I was pointing at key moments in my mind of like, mm-hmm. like that's, it's so there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like, yeah. In the first five minutes, I mean, they're, they're out doing whatever and they'd turn around and walk to the him. cave and he's going, Lucas, where are you? Yep. Yeah. And then they're in, in the, the water, in the too. water, Lucas. Yeah. 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 
Uh, the only other thing that I'm going to throw out there, and it was an image that kept sticking with me uh, throughout the whole movie. I couldn't let the image go. Was the mom when she's wrapped up? Mm-hmm. The way she's wrapped around the mouth, she's always smiling. And I thought that image was really cool, um, and it just kept with me throughout the whole movie. Almost Joker-esque. Kind of, yeah. yeah like she yeah, was yeah. never smiling if you looked in her mouth, but the way she was wrapped, she was always smiling. So I thought that was kind of a cool little, uh, whether they did it on purpose or not, just like a cool image that stuck um, with me. So for the most part, I dug I dug Goodnight Mommy. So, yeah. I guess that leaves me. I, I really like what you said. It had a very sixth sense, sixth sense in atmosphere. I don't know if I said that right. Because that didn't really dawn on me while I was watching this movie, but it makes a lot of sense now that you say that. The only thing that really kind of sets those two apart is The Sixth Sense had a lot of great buildup with a payoff, and this one did not have a lot of payoff. And I think that was the biggest issue for me with this movie. I, I kind of side a lot with Maddie on this, where it's a sit. You know, there's a lot of fluff scenes, and I'm not going to try and rehash that as uh, as we've talked about it here. But that was the biggest part for me was you get this great buildup and something's going to happen and then they just move on to the next scene. For example, there was the scene where they take one of their cockroaches. Fucking creepy, by the oh, way. Yeah, that's, yeah, a collection of cockroaches, please. No, no and absolutely we're not. not. Ta- we're not talking small roaches here. Those we're are Madagascar talking, hissing cockroaches. Those yeah. are I want huge, freaking really bad. Blah. No, bad. Aaron won't let me get them, so <laughs> it's okay. Um, the scene where they take the cockroach and they put it on uh, the mom's face mm-hmm. while she's sleeping and it crawls into her, into mouth. her mouth. And you're like, holy oh, shit, what God. the fuck was that next scene? And you're like, Really? And they don't you're revisit gonna, it. Yeah. You're going to leave me at that? They mm. do revisit it a little bit when they cut they her do. open. Right, right. And it's, it's, so they, they go back to it. Yeah. But still, it's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you got to give me a little bit more than that. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, Even the revisit was kind of like, okay, well, I some, they're cutting her open. No, there's no blood. Something's going to come out. There's the cockroaches. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So it was a lot, of the, a lot of those little scenes where there's just not a lot of payoff. But there are definitely some beautiful shots in here. Um, when they're crawling into that cave where they find the cat for the first time, and all you can see is their silhouettes backlit by the sun as they're crawling through there. Beautiful shots in here. This is just a really slow burn, and by the end of it, you're just like, whatever. So I, it had moments. It definitely had moments. Um, another scene that I was just thinking of was when they first uh, see the mother standing in the window there. She closed the blinds, mm-hmm. and you turn, and you see the silhouette of her face, and you're like, holy fuck, what's going yeah, on with her face? Awesome. And then she pops forward. She's like, oh, you actually look semi-normal. But that was really creepy. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, again, a lot of cool shots, a lot, of, a lot of beautiful shots in here, a lot of really creepy elements that just never really came to anything. So that is uh, all I have to say about that. All right. You know, what, re- the cre- no, you know what the creepiest scene in this whole movie was those people who were asking for donations and just let themselves in the fucking house. Yeah, what the hell is me- up with yeah, that? Yeah, like – do you know if I walked out of my door and there was someone just standing in my doorway or like in my apartment saying like, oh, we were looking for donations. I'd fucking shoot them. Like, what the hell? They you do act- not do that. They actually put that in there for a little bit of comedic relief. Just a little bit of like uh, just to break some tension up a little bit. This mm-hmm. oh, I didn't, uh, yeah, no, I didn't think that was funny. No, I was horrified. Either. I was like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> well, I think it also lends itself to later when they just accept that shit ton of money from the kid and take it like they're obviously 
trying to get money from people. They're, you know, they're semi shady to definitely shady. So it would make sense that they would just like take a bundle of cash from the little kid and not question it. If yeah, maybe okay they weren't really the with the Red Cross. Yeah, maybe I mean, they were just paying whatever members, it is. You know? It's a character trait that makes sense five minutes later when they're just like, "Cool, I'll take all this money okay. and leave without questioning it." Yeah. So I mean, it it connects, but yeah, it's definitely sketchy. Yeah. All right, we ready to rate? Yes, uh, we rate the movies on the gore score, the fear factor, and our overall rating. I'll jump in. Gore score. Gore score. Uh, I'm going to give it a two because there are some scenes that are semi-gory, more for the fact of the feeding the cockroaches is pretty graphic to me. So I'll give it a two. I would probably put it a little bit higher, like between a three and a four. I didn't see anything really new except for super gluing the lips shut, but that didn't even really affect me that much yeah. more than anything else. Not a lot of blood. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it about a three or a four. Yeah, I would have set on a three. Three? Just uh, gore in general, yeah, I'm going to go like two, two and a half. But mm-hmm. there were some really just disturbing. I if we're going off that. of like disturbing images, I would I would go up into like the four to five mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. The stuff with the cat was pretty wicked i'm a huge cat lover so that fucked me up yeah i wrote down what the fuck with the cat yeah the cat and the cockroach stuff was just the imagery was really wicked but mm-hmm. if we're going just off of gore itself it's lower so i, I I'll, I'll bridge the gap and go 3.5 okay maddie i'm gonna okay. give it one eighth of a point because Ooh. i've seen i saw more blood when i cut myself shaving yesterday so no fuck off <laughs> <laughs> all right well, and everybody needs to realize that Maddie watches like the goriest fucking shit. Yeah. And yeah, when, you, when you compare this movie to some of the stuff that you watch, Maddie, it, it, it's obviously no contest. We're, we're going from the, the scene of... I have of, no idea what you mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're going from the scene of God stabbing himself with a straight razor and, a, and disemboweling himself to... To this. this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go try to find the next movie that uh, for five minutes when he pokes a woman in the vagina for five minutes. They not poke her <laughs> in not, the dude. vagina. They just kind of like pound it on her mound with a, with a, po- with a pole. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Oh, the old All right. pound. Patrick, keep going. Okay, we're going with the fear factor. <laughs> I, mean, I thought this movie had a lot of really good tension in it, actually. Um, I was never scared. But again, Jesse brought up this whole thing about how it's a... Uh, it's a it's a horror movie for non horror film fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that how you kind of put it? Yeah, I would and imagine. I think that that's if you put sort of this in is. front of somebody, that they would write a five six and just the uncomfortable tension part of mm-hmm. fear. So I would put it in the five six range. Okay, I think I'd sit probably about a a three or four um, because there is some great tension. Uh, you say that this is a horror movie for non horror movie fans. My wife was walking in and out of the rooms. And she kept stopping and watching. She's like, oh, they're doing that now? Okay. And then she'd walk out and come back in. And yeah, she doesn't do horror movies. So I think that's a, that's a very astute observation. So I'll give it a, a four. Yeah, the fear factor. I never felt afraid in this movie or anything that made me feel afraid. It made me feel uncomfortable. I agree with that. So I'm probably going to give it a three. I'm going to go five. Five. Maddie? Uh, it gets a one for the people walking into the house unannounced, and that's it. <laughs> and then we've got the overall score. What'd you think of it, Greg? Three. Wow, it's pretty low. It's really low. Yeah. It's you know yeah, that's I, extremely I, low. I agree. I, I feel like it was just like a gigantic <laughs> letdown. You know, it had great opportunities, and they just nothing really came of it. And it just was by the end of it, it was just like that's an hour and forty. I'm not getting back. So I think three is fair. I enjoyed the tension in this movie. I agree with Jesse that it did have a good story in there. It just took a long time to tell it. 
And I thought the cinematography was really, really good in mm-hmm. this movie. So I'm going to rate it higher than what you did, Greg, but I'm still, it's that middle of the road thing for me, five or six. Yeah, I would definitely tell people to watch it if they talked about Goodnight Mommy. So I would throw it uh, into the seven, seven range. I'm also going to give it a seven to a 7.5. I thought it, for what it is going for, mm-hmm. I think it definitely succeeded. You you mentioned that it, they kept cutting it off at random and it, it didn't answer anything. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was definitely purposeful. It felt like a fever dream. The idea is that it's hard to tell what's real and fake for that young kid who's sure. psychic, psychotic. So I thought all of that was intentional and it worked for me. So I go seven, seven so, and a half. Okay. Maddie. Greg, I never thought this day would come that we would agree on a movie, but I'm also giving it a three. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed in this movie. As I've said before, I don't like slow burns. I don't like sits. I don't like anything that takes a thousand years to get to the point. So, yeah, I, I couldn't. And I could recommend this movie to someone who didn't like horror, but I would never recommend it to a horror fan. All right. Yeah, this is what I'm really excited about. And since we've gotten past Goodnight Mommy, we've rated it and everything. On our next podcast, we are watching a movie that I cannot fucking wait to talk to Maddie about. And we're watching, I believe, on the radar for the next uh, podcast is Tusk. I think we've got movie. two weeks before Tusk. Patrick's, Patrick's pick is next. Is it? I was yeah. pretty sure Tusk was next. I don't think mine is next. Are you sure? I will check. I've been double looking. check because uh, I had Afterlife uh, when we kickstarted the March Madness. We just watched Begotten last week. Well, I'm going to be really bummed then if uh, yeah, it's it's not Tusk. I'm but, pretty uh, sure Patrick's is next. You know what? It is my turn. Is it? It is Suspiria, the new I'm one, 2018. So going to cry. Well, we'll get through Suspiria and then uh, <laughs> and then Tusk. Yeah, then Tusk. There you yep. go. So. I'm at, I actually just messaged you guys because I just realized a movie that I've been waiting to come on a streaming service forever has just been dropped on that Tubi TV. And so I want that to be my next pick. And I'm, I'm very excited for Tusk, but I am super excited for can this. Can I ask what that is? You can edit it out, but I'm kind of curious what the movie uh, was. Frontiers. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's been talking about that for a long time. Yep. She has. So. Yes. I'm just so fucking excited. I just added it on the list there for you, Maddie. Cool. Yeah, and that's as I said, my next one. I have no idea what I had said previously, but well, you yes. had you had nothing on there for the next one. No, I had messaged you guys with two of two of them. She I didn't. Think. It was oh, two from Shutter, yeah, but it just never got onto the list. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. right. that's were, fine. They were shitty picks, but I mean, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, yeah, she's back next were. time. Uh, <laughs> do you want to edit all that out? No, we just have to wrap this up. Because no, I know that. No, I oh, know. Okay. I was just going to give you a little spacer to edit that out. No, that's all right. Okay, that's fine. So we uh, we're wrapping this all up here. Um, anybody have any plugs that they want to drop? I do. Yes, I hit it. Go I do later as well. I'll wait. No, Jesse, what do you up. got? What do you got? Well, I just uh, wrote and directed a film called The Hero. We're in editing right now. Patrick was the lead in that. He Woo-hoo! gave him an amazing performance. Um, yeah, we had a really fun time filming that. It's. Um, as much as I love horror, it's probably my my second genre. I'm a big sort of coming of age coming of age fan. So it's uh, and in this case, it was coming of old age. Yeah, I, was I mean, it's, say, yeah, God, you're um, coming of age still. Good lord, I have a very specific um, <laughs> way of thinking about coming of age as a genre. But nevertheless, um, it's it's you know it's nothing like super crazy happens in it. But it's it's a human story, and uh, Patrick gave a great performance. So just um, follow the the hero on Facebook. Look for news. It'll be coming out in the fall. Excellent. Excellent. Maddie, what do you got? 
Um, this is more of a PSA. I said it on my Facebook. This is to parents. Easter is coming up, and a lot of parents get their kids um, either rabbits or chicks for their um, Easter present, and hundreds and hundreds of them end up in the shelter every year. So if I know anyone who gets their kid a rabbit, and then it ends up in the shelter later, I'm going to rip your eyelids off. And that's my PSA and my plug. So thank you. I actually read that post out loud to my children when I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> so I just let them know that they're not getting bunnies or uh, chicks for uh, Easter because I'm just, I love my eyelids too much. That's that's fair. <laughs> thank you. Also be sure to use your blinkers. Josh, what do you got for plugs? Um, yeah. So Jesse mentioned he uh, did the hero and whether it's for this or not, uh, if you were a filmmaker and you live in Nebraska, Please check out Film Freeway and find the Prairie Lights Film Festival. It is uh, my favorite uh, kind of event of the year. Huge fan of the festival. Gone every year. I love watching uh, all the submissions that have come in uh, so far. Tons of super good content. And uh, I'm really excited for uh, how it will be programmed this year. It's going to be October 11th, 12th, and 13th. But they still need more content. Uh, They have three days to fill. So if you are a filmmaker in Nebraska and you have a film, go to Film Freeway and submit that. All right. And I am Greg the Movie Guy, and I am positively writing movie reviews over at gregthemovieguy.com. Patrick, take us home. All right. I'm going to read this as slow as possible because this is Josh's favorite part of the podcast. Did you bring a watch to the news? I'm signing out. Good night. All right. (laughs) Bye, Maddie. (laughs) Who's going to watch? I'm timing this motherfucker. All right. If you're a fan of the Frightcast and we know you are, help us out. Now, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us and make sure to rate and review us. Also, you can help us out with some of the minor bills by heading over to patreon.com slash Midnight Frightcast. And make sure that you check us out online. We are on Twitter, MFrightCast, Facebook, Midnight Frightcast, and Instagram, Midnight Frightcast. Yes, that's my phone. So share, 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 and share some more. Post it on your walls, tell your friends, and make sure that you check out our films on MidnightFrightFilms.com. That is my favorite, my favorite blog, by the way. I love it every week. I do. As much as you love the news or (laughs) legitimately love you. I love love that blog. Bless you. Yeah. Thank you. That's the plug. I mashed love you and or love this and bless you at the same time. All right. That is episode number 54. We thank you for stopping by. We thank Jesse for stopping by. Yeah, great, uh, great conversations. We hope to have you back here again soon. I think you're slated to come back again with uh, Tusk, correct? Yeah. And I, I'm excited for that as well. That'll be awesome. We'll, uh, we'll have a, a topic that you can better participate in, not coming in at the, the tail end of one of our prior topics and really, uh, really get a good dialogue and a discussion going. So uh, for the Midnight Fright cast, Maddie, Josh, Patrick, Jesse, and I am Greg the Movie Guy, we uh, wish you a pleasant evening. Go watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm.